Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe. Believe in Lions right here on the Believe Podcasting Network. That's Detroit's number one sports podcasting network where we believe in the Detroit Lions. And by the end of this episode, so will you. And I'm totally confident in that, as I am every week, because we got the one and only Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades, on the show. I ask him every week, and it's simply this. Benny, how you doing this week? You really want me to answer that, Derek? Of course. I assume it's wonderful. No, it's not wonderful. <laughs> Why not? I'm not doing one I'm not doing wonderful. I'm not doing wonderful. <laughs> because you know what I had to hear all week long, Derek. The Dolphins are ten and six. The Dolphins are ten and six. Oh, the Lions goodness. suck. I hear it all week. Well, I, I can't argue at this point. Uh, the Dolphins had a great year. They got a quarterback named Tua, who the Lions could have took at number three, but they took your man, Mr. Okuda. Uh, we may have to live with that for a while. I know people are a little down even on Tua down there in South Florida. But uh, the Lions, uh, they, they did not have a good year. The record reflects it. Uh, got some people fired. Uh, Benny, we, we got tons to get to on this show that hopefully will get you in a better mood. The first thing might not because we got to review this Lions-Vikings game. I got things to throw at you. But then we're going to start turning this ship around, talking about the GM rumor and innuendos. We're going to talk about head coaching interviews. And I got some names of players here at the end of the show that I want to throw at you and just get your thoughts. Did they play good ball? We're keeping them. We're letting them go. What the, What are we doing with some of these guys here on the Detroit Lions? But, Benny, before we do that, you know we got to go to the pay window. We got to talk about betonline.ag. Definitely. Because... That's how you and I get paid, Derek. We got to go to the pay window, baby. I need everybody, even though the Lions are not in the playoffs. Playoffs? Are you talking playoffs? <laughs> we're not there. But no, we're not. I still need you to go to the pay window. BetOnline.ag, please. Hey Benny, let me ask you this: We got we got NBA, we got college hoops, we got we got hockey starting up. I mean, who, who's your NBA squad if you got one? I really don't. I've never, even as a child, I keep telling people I'm not really in. I, I like individual players because guys like Kevin Garnett. I know he's retired now. I used to just watch him and loved him. You know, everybody loved Michael Jordan. I've never had a team that I can say, well, that's my team. But of course, being here in South Florida, who do we go? We go with the Miami Heat. So if, if, if we got them to pick a team, I'm going with the Heat. All right, you get on that bandwagon. They're starting to, to win games. I still don't know how. They don't have any like premier players, in my opinion, but they, they got deep in the playoffs. What about college? You got a college squad? Hoops. I mean, we know who the football team is that you like in college. <laughs> what about college? I, you know, I, it, it's sad for me to say because they, they, they both teams play in the ACC. And I cheer for Duke and North Carolina every year, except for when they're playing the Canes. Okay? <laughs> so... Duke and North Carolina are my two NCAA basketball teams. Every year I want those guys, if they could, meet up in the finals. Huh, interesting. How about hockey? You got a hockey team, Benny, that you like? Derek, <laughs> I am an African-American male. I know nothing 
about hockey. Now, we, I know we do have a hockey team here, the Florida Panthers. It was so funny. I uh, got inducted into the Florida Hall of Fame. Yeah. What do you think they took us to? They took us to a hockey game. I had no clue. Red line, blue line. I said, well, why is the guy back there waiting? Why can't he just cross the line and go get the, the puck? So the people had to try to try to introduce me to hockey. I look, I'm, I'm just sorry. It's just like football for me. It's one puck, go get the puck. It's one football, you <laughs> knock down the man to get the football. I mean, you had so, to like hockey for the speed, the the physical nature. I mean, uh, some hits. Did you see any fights when you were there? I mean, it's got some Benny Blades elements I think you'd like. Oh, I, no, 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 no. That's the only part I loved about it. Because <laughs> the guy just threw off the glove and they just went to beating the crap out of one another. So that's the only thing I like about hockey. <laughs> fight. There you, you know, go. Other than I, that, it's like, it's like <laughs> watching tennis. Psh, psh, psh. <laughs> When are they going to fight somebody? <laughs> oh, Benny, come on, man. Hockey's a great sport. The reason I always say, what do you think about hockey? Is because me and my buddies always used to love watching Kings of Comedy when they would do that whole bit on hockey. You were talking about hockey? <laughs> That's hilarious. And yeah. then and then I went to a game with a bunch of people who didn't ever like hockey, and they were like, hey, what is this offsides rule? I, I don't understand what's going on on the ice. And I said, it's this simple. <laughs> You can't go in the blue line until the puck does. The puck's got to go first. And they were like, oh, I get it now. Okay. <laughs> like, it, it, it makes it so complicated. I mean, that, that blue line, you just can't go in until the puck is in. And then and that's fair game. So that's pretty simple. But, um, you know, I think it's a great sport. Be- Benny, we're supposed to do a betonline.ag ad like five minutes ago. I mean, I was just trying to get some rapid fire. NBA, college, hockey. Now we're 10 minutes down the road. Can, can we get to our sponsor and then start talk- talking some lines here? I'm sorry. I thought I, I told everybody, go to the pay one betonline.ag because why? Just because the Lions are not in the playoffs, and I said, remember this? Playoffs? Are we talking playoffs? I just wish we'll get get there. Benny, so, we heard that whole bit. We, we I laughed the first time, and then I was just right. trying to lead you into the reason I was asking your NBA and your college and hockey because all those teams are going, and we got some bet online that AG action. So we got to throw to our actual commercial here, and then come back and talk Detroit Lions. That's what I'm trying to do with you. We're we're missing our time here. We got to get well, going. <laughs> here's what I want people to go bet online. Okay, don't don't do the now, playoff bit for a third it's, time. It's rumored, Derek. It's rumored. <laughs> That Roy Jones Jr. is gonna fight again. You know, it's, it, why are these like over the hill guys trying to get in, in the ring again? It's like, are you kidding me? Let it go all. You know, you've made you know, multi, multi, multi millions of dollars <laughs> that we ought to put his money on betonline.ag, and we'll, <laughs> I'm, I'm betting against him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that Tyson was interesting, but uh, like I said, we we got to get into another time. What, what the people want to see is maybe Benny Blades in the ring. Maybe we get that on betonline.ag. I know who my money would be on, no doubt, uh, if you put the gloves on. But, uh, but let's get our commercial in, which we were supposed to do like six minutes ago, seven, whenever we started all this. And, and then, and then I, we, we got to talk about some football. People want to hear about some football. So and, unless you're getting in the ring, we, we, we got to take a break. So everybody, take a quick listen to betonline.ag. Make sure you check out that website. Um, if you bet on the lines, we apologize. But uh, better things to come, as we'll talk about here on the show. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. I want to tell you a little bit about betonline.ag. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NFL playoffs are right around the corner. With all these sports going on, there are plenty of bets to lock in. If you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat for the NBA championship or maybe someone to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, you need to go to betonline.ag. I know me and Benny have been talking all year about the Lions and taking the over, taking the under. Um, you got to go to betonline.ag. Get to that pay window, as, as Benny often says. Um, from game spreads and totals to teams, players, coach props, uh, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. 
and there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Everybody, we're back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our sponsors. Help us keep the lights on. Help us keep going to the pay window. But most importantly, help Benny Blades keep coming on the show and uh, talking football with me, which I enjoy every week. So, Benny, Lions, Vikings, final game of the year. Matt Stafford strapped it up again. And he was throwing the ball all over the yard to Marvin Jones. I mean, these guys were making plays all over the field. I, I put out before the game, I said, you know what would be fun? Is if like Stafford has a great game, Marv, Hawkinson, we see some plays from DeAndre Swizzle. Yeah, that's DeAndre Swift, everybody. I named him Swizzle already. Uh like, and that's exactly what happened. We we made a bunch of good plays and the defense couldn't stop anybody. So what would you think about Stafford and Marvin hooking up for, for two? Should have been three. We'll get to that in a moment. Touchdowns. The Lions putting up thirty-five points, but falling a little bit short to the Vikings. Well, it, it's been the same story all year. When the offense comes to play, they put up amazing performance, lots of points, and the defense, it's like they were, they were, they were in the locker room, like, we, well, like, like I talked about last week. They already had their the bags in the car. I had another five eyes, baby. They were ready to go. <laughs> So horrible Swiss cheese defense. I mean, every week we see this. I mean, we let Kirk Cousins throw for 405 yards and three touchdowns. And guess what, Benny? Here's a here's a shocker for you. No turnovers again. I mean, we we, we we can't get a pick. We can't get a we can't get anything. I mean, this is embarrassing. The worst defense, I think they said in the history of the Detroit Lions. Worse than the 0-16 team this year we had to watch. Benny, are you kidding me? Now that, that's pretty bad when they when <laughs> pretty when bad. It's horrible. No, no, no. What I'm saying is when the fans and everybody's saying you're worse than the 0 16 team. But there I know I've talked about it. Where's your pride? You gotta have some kind of man, they're gonna talk about it bad about me around my kids. Where is the pride? I mean, there's I no said, pride, Benny. There's no one pride last right now. week. One pride. There's no one pride on that defense. No. You know what no. the defense is, Benny? You really want to know? Go ahead, Tim. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. That, 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 that's that's my personal <laughs> friend, Charles Barkley, and that's all that's got to be said about this defense. That's terrible. That's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Oh. You, you want to know something else that's terrible, Benny? Absolutely terrible. The referees. I mean, how many Lions games I got to watch when I see the worst calls ever in football against my football team? I mean, Tracy Walker on a fourth and one on the one yard line blitzed off the edge, tackled the quarterback. I mean, last time I checked his tackle football, am I right? And he got flagged for 15 yard penalty for what? Please tell me you saw this. No, I didn't see that play. But I, I, I edited that yeah. out of the of the you know the YouTube video because it was the there. most egregious call I've seen in the history of football, Benny. I'm telling you right now, the worst. There. Every quarterback in the National Football League should have on a tutu. <laughs> the agree. minute you hit him really hard, here comes the flag. I'm I'm telling you. You know, I, I don't. I agree, but what about these referees? It's it, it's gonna be. I'm gonna have to break out the conspiracy music here, Benny. I mean, <laughs> we are getting jobbed by these referees like the NFL have went to BetOnline.ag or something. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that, but I'm kind of saying that because we get calls every week against the Detroit Lions that somebody's got to break out the X Files, the conspiracy music, the I don't know what's going on because. Somebody might have something, something, you know what I'm saying? Because this guy made a tackle. I mean, later in the game, there was a 40-yard touchdown to Marvin Jones. They took that off the board for I couldn't tell you why. I mean, you think there's something going on here? You think the NFL hates the Detroit Lions? Or do you think that these referees just don't have a clue what they're doing? Or, I mean, did you have any trouble with the zebras back in your day? 
No. <laughs> well, I got problems with them right now, Benny, because this is every week with these with these striped shirts. I mean, it's absolutely embarrassing. <laughs> Derek, I learned my lesson my rookie season when it comes to those stripes. Now, because I wear the stripes, I have a, just, a, just, just a little bit more respect for them. But I, I tell respect people I referee because it's beer money. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but I learned because I got into an argument with the referee and I got a little bit too pushy with him. And it, and it cost me 25 grand. And back then, oh. 25 grand was a whole lot of money. And so <laughs> so <laughs> I've learned no, no matter what you do, those zebras going to always be correct. Oh, oh no. See, again, we could get on a 20-minute argument because I, I feel bad that he took took money out your pocket. I, feel, I don't know what you did to him. Maybe put him in a little uh, full Nelson, you know, gave him a, uh, you know, a little uh, – a chokehold there. I don't know what you did, but like these refs are, they're not ever right. This guy through, wait till I send you this. I'm going to send you this clip. You, you think they're in two twos now. Wait till you see this play. He literally just made a normal week, almost like a basic tackle. And the ref like was standing right there. And he dropped this yellow flag and the, the announcers, the fans, everybody's like, what? What could that be? It was just all he did was barely put him onto the turf. There was nothing egregious whatsoever. Fifteen yards on the one yard line gave him a new set of downs. We're we're not only off the field there, Benny. It's our football. That might be a, like I didn't really want to win this game anyway because we wanted the draft pick. But the fact that you're giving me this refs are always right and you didn't see this and you, you just don't know how bad both of these calls were. The the, the the, you know, the roughing and then the dropped touchdown from 40 yards out. I mean, two of the worst calls I've seen in, in my lifetime watching the game of football. So, unbelievable. NFL refs, I mean, gosh, you're just about as bad as their defense. That's terrible. <laughs> Benny, the, it, we talked about it. I don't want to spend a bunch of time on it, but. It, it is embarrassing, isn't it, every week, no matter what the offense does, to just watch the Swiss cheese D. I mean, they they can't stop anybody. I mean, there was no flashes in this game of like, oh, great play by a corner. Or, hey, what a hit by a safety. Or, oh, we got the, got the ball out, you know, and created a fumble or something because of a big hit. Just up and down the field, just whatever they want to do. I mean, gosh, it was just, it's hard to watch. I'm glad it's over, to be honest. Yeah, that that's the thing. I talked about, you alluded to, the first show of the season. If we don't have a defense, I don't care how many points our offense scored throughout the season. You got to find a way to stop the opponent. I don't care if you win by one point. It's still a win. Just all year. I mean, we, we, we show just mere flashes of wanting to be a great defense. But we never, ever, ever, all year long, put together two games in a row where just the defense just went out and just dominated or played like they wanted to be a part of the Detroit Lions. You know what I mean? There, there, there were some, during the course of the year, some good, not great, individual plays but as a defense you gotta i mean when your offense scores 35 points i mean you gotta find a way to have pride in yourself and says look even if i held him to 33 and we won it's still a victory but they didn't they didn't do that i mean they just uh, I, I don't know that's why I'm, 35 should have been enough, but we, like I said, we didn't really want the win. So, like I said, I got a lot of what I wanted except for these terrible referees, terrible defense. Um, but, like I said, I gave you the numbers. Matt Stafford, 293, three touchdowns and a pick. Another great, you know, good performance from him, as should be expected. I, I, I do this at least one more time before the regular season's over, uh, Benny. Adrian. Peace! went for seven carries 63 yards and found the end zone again and and look at marvin jones doing some things you, you think he's ready to head to the pay window or what eight catches 180 yards two 
tutties. And Marvin Jones, like I said, had a 40-plus yard touchdown taken off the board by the Zebras. That had given him two 200 plus and three scores on the day. I mean, this guy's going to cash in big in free agency. He's not coming back to the Lions. I hate to say it, but he's been a good player for him. No doubt about it. So we're ready to put this Vikings game in the books, Benny, and talk about some GMs, some head coaches, maybe some better things to come for this team. Yeah, I'm ready to move on. I've I've turned that page. To tell you honestly, I turned the page even before the game started. I, I was just, I was just through. I was like, "Oh my goodness!" We we told- we, we B L E A V in the Lions. We do not B L E A V in this defense. I dang sure don't B L E A V in the NFL officials. I know you want to give them all this credit just because they took some of your 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 greenbacks away back in the day, but uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that I can B L E A V in 2021, but we gotta get that together. So. Benny, you said last week um, we had Grifka on, and, and you kind of hinted that Riddick's your guy um, a, as a GM. But this week, this weekend, actually, there were some crazy rumors that came out. Uh, John Schneider is just one of the top executives in football. He's over there with the Seattle Seahawks. He's been there quite a while. Him and Pete Carroll, right-hand man, doing their thing, you know, Every year they have their drafts. They either trade down a ton, which I love, but then when they pick, I usually hate their draft picks, but they know how to bring these guys along. You know, he's had a couple great drafts where he's taken the Earl Thomases, the Cam Chancellors of the world. You know, they got Russell Wilson. Like, he's got a pretty good track record. And I didn't know that he's not the main guy. So I guess the thing is, the Lions could actually get and hire him because. Um, Pete Carroll has final say, so we actually could get John Schneider if he wanted to come here without having to pay up draft picks or compensation. Like, I don't know that this is going to happen, but man, did it get people talking over the weekend and this week. Once again, Derek, we're talking about recycling of GMs. My thing is, Now, we got to get this thing right. Another name you you mentioned to me before the show, Kevin Colbert. Yes. To me, Kevin Colbert, it will always be a lion. I've seen Kevin Colbert when I got drafted to the Lions. He was just an area scout. He's worked his way through many, many, many of of things throughout the Lions organization. My, in, in my opinion, that's the guy I want to see back if we can't get Mr. Riddick, you know, because here's why. When you put your time in and you, and you know everything there is to know about the Lions organization and he's been around there quite some time and he know how passionate the fans are. To me, there's no other there's no other fan better than the Detroit Lions fans. Then he went to another organization, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they were pretty bad after the, the bus had left. And he's brought them back to, you know, prominence again. And so don't know much about the guy in Seattle, but if I had to take my choice, if I couldn't get Mr. Riddick. You know, really, really, really dig into that Kevin Colbert situation. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, again, going back to Schneider just for a second, like he he's a really just when you see him, you meet him. He just seems like a really good football guy to me, as well as he's got that ability. He usually makes a lot of trades. He seems to have a lot of respect, obviously, from his other peers, which I think helps. So when you say recycled GMs, I mean, he's not a recycled GM. He's probably a top three, top five guy in the game right now in regards to GMs. So if they were able to pull him, that'd be crazy great pull for the Lions. But to go to your point about Kevin Colbert, like, here's my thing. Like I know he was with the lions like 10 plus years ago, probably around when, when you were, you were balling out, but he's got a home in Pittsburgh. He uh, has built it well there. They have a good organization. They're winning. Everyone's like, why, why people want to come to the lions? But here's my thing with Kevin Colbert. I guess they, they, they do one year deals with him or kind of give him these short term deals. His deals up. 
Like, he can go wherever he wants. So if he wanted to come back here and fix the Lions, I guarantee Sheila Ford Hamp, good old Rod Wood, my favorite buddy over there, I guarantee they give him the keys to the city, a blank check, and just say, whatever you got to do, you want to live in Pittsburgh, come back. I mean, we know how that worked out with Matt Millen, but you want to travel back and forth. You want to just just make good draft picks, sign good players, help us win ball games. I mean, it, it's up to Kevin Colbert. Most people don't think it's going to happen. Most people don't think Schneider will end up picking us, but those are the two big fish. I mean, those are the top two, and then we're, then we're going to your boy Lewis. We're going to my guy Dimitrov, working our way down from there. That's kind of where I'm at with the GMs. I mean, I don't know if my resume got lost in the mail or what happened, but I haven't heard from him yet. So, I mean, it's going to have to be one of those other guys, I guess. Yeah, you got you got to put your time in first, Jared. You know, <laughs> I, I know you set your resume over there, but it's okay. Well, but speaking on that point, I'm putting a call into my buddy Chris Spielman next week because why? <laughs> Benny Blaze should be on the scouting department. <laughs> I am putting that call in. You better believe that. So everybody in Detroit, Derek will know that I am calling Chris. Chris, <laughs> it's your boy. I need to be a scout because I know football. Just like you say you're the GM of the show, Derek, <laughs> I know talent. <laughs> Where 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 might there be a lot of talent, Benny? That the the Lions could acquire that might help the team. Where where could they look? I don't know. Maybe the college rank somewhere. Come on, you you know it's all about that. You it's all about the you. Oh, I, I thought you might go there and say it's a, it's about those canes. Benny, here's the thing, though. Like, do you think when Mr. Spielman gets your call, I mean, does he look down and, and see the double B on his phone? And does that go to voicemail? I mean, does does he text you and say he's busy, or does he pick up? No, I think when I, when he hears the message, he's gonna be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> you better give this mess." <laughs> so, sorry, sorry, Mrs. Mrs. Ford Hamp, I got to take this call from Mr. Mr. Blades. <laughs> Now, now, Benny, here's, here's my thing, though. You say you got to get in the scouting department. I mean, we're, we're going to prove here in the offseason and, and towards the draft that, I mean, that might be more my category. But where I do think we can add you is we need you um, coaching up the safeties, the corners. No. We, 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 we need you giving speeches before the game. None, none of this Matt Stafford in the middle of the huddle. Get the hell out the way, number nine. Here comes old number 36. Get people all riled up. That That's what we need, motivational speeches from Benny Blades, and, and we need you to give this team a mentality that you better show up and play up or you're going to have to answer to Mr. Benny Blades. I mean, that's the kind of role we got to shape for you. I think it'd be kind of like the, the the VP of or the enforcer. I think we should just call it the enforcer role and, and, and just put you in a corner office and then let you go get after people. I think that's what I'd do. Derek, you trying to get me to go back to the Wayne County Jail? <laughs> no, but no. I, I, I think we could no. use you definitely with the Lions. It's just scouting. You might want to leave to a guy like, I don't know, like me. <laughs> but there's plenty of things you could do that I could never do, and that's get up in somebody's grill and say, are you going to play football or not? Because <laughs> if you're not, <laughs> there's the door. Like, that. that's what we need you definitely to do and to teach Tracy Walker how to actually play the football and maybe tell Mr. Okuda that once he's healed up that you're going to be running summer camps down there in South Florida and this is when he needs to be there. I mean, that that's kind of where I'm headed. Well, I know where you're headed, but you, you – you, but I look, listen, you're going to have me headed to the Wayne County Jail because <laughs> there's no way I could be on the sideline and just – Watch that horrendous <laughs> defensive play. Man, my hands be around somebody's neck so quick, you don't lost your mind. <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't be horrendous if you were on the sideline getting these people together instead of playing this wimpy football we've been watching. How about that? I, I don't need Benny Blades in a suit trying to work the draft board. I need Benny Blades down there in, in a cutoff or maybe a polo telling people what, what the hell is going on down there. That's what I need. So, so make that, make that the, call to Mr. Spielman. Next make subject. That call. Here, here's why, Derek. Here's why. <laughs> Let me give you a scenario. <laughs> now, Benny Blaze is back. Ah, they may pay you back a, a hundred, a hundred and a half to be a coach, right? 
No, we're, we're paying you more than that, nope. Mr. Blades. We're, we're going to nope, up that at least oh, to well, Whatever they make, it ain't millions. 500K now. for Mr. Blades. Let's go. Okay. Now, you got this hot shot guy. You know, he's, he's feeling himself. He's making about eight, nine million dollars a year. And he tells me the F off. I ain't got to listen to you. You know, we fighting right there on the sideline, bro. I'm losing my job. Because <laughs> there ain't no way you ain't. What? Who you talking to? <laughs> well, I mean, you, if you're going to give Mr. Spielman a call or you're going to accept the job that I'm offering you as an enforcer no, for the Detroit Lions, no. you're going to have to rein it in a little bit, Manny. I mean, you could still get up in their mug, but we can't have you We can't have you throwing hands at the team. <laughs> you, you heard what I just said? Ain't no use to me being on the bottom sideline because I've listened to just some of the college kids talk to coaches on the sideline, I'm like, dude, y'all for real put up with this? <laughs> I know I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I'm no. a man. Like he's a man. Just because you're making a crap load of money doesn't give you a right to talk to another human being that way. And to hear some of that, I'm like, no, do 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 do. There, I know what I'm doing. Let me call and <laughs> ask for the job that's going to keep me employed. Okay, you get in scouting, you get yourself some three-piece suits, you call me once a week, we'll do the pod, then afterwards I'll give you all the 411 on all the players. You go tell Mr. Spielman that, and we're good to go. And then maybe just cut me in a little bit on that, you know, three, four hundred k whatever you end up negotiating. How about that? Of course. You, you, you can negotiate my contract for me then, Okay. <laughs> All right, well, we're working on something here, Benny. So we'll see what the GM decides. Hopefully Spielman's in on the mix. I, I don't know what Rod Wood's doing. He's had another conference call. He seems to be the main man over there making decisions, which really worries me unless 54 is right by his side saying, uh-uh, that's not what we're doing. But head coaches, Benny, I, I don't remember where you were at with head coaches. We're interviewing Salah tomorrow. Yeah. I'm recording here. Um, Wednesday evening, I think Thursday, they're meeting with Salah. They put, brought in all these other people. This is my conspiracy theory. They brought in all these other people, just pick their brain, ask them questions, say we met with this guy and that guy and, and Marvin Lewis, which hopefully they never hire him. And it's like they did all that because now they're set up perfectly to either hire Salah right away because they did all the other interviews or um, get get the GM here soon. I don't know what they're going to do, but I think by next week we're going to have a name, either a head coach, GM, or both. Where What do you think as far as head coach goes? Well, Salah has always been my man. You know, I, I, I know we're not going to get Eric Bieniemy. I mean... Yeah, yeah it feels like that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. You know, he's not, he's not the fit for... Oh, working class community like the Detroit community. Okay, so that you know, just throw that out out the window. I I'm I'm stuck myself on Mr. Sala. I don't I don't care who else they they've interviewed. I just think when a person comes from Dearborn, Michigan, who knows what it takes to not only bring a community but a whole state together. I I just think he he's, he's the the he's pandemic has aligned everything right for this young man. Yeah, and he's so, got a lot of things going for him. I mean, it yeah. feels like perfect. Everything's lining up. They just need to make it happen. I think you know he fits uh, energetic defense from here. Forty um, some years old, early forties, a uh, big guy. You know, a guy that like demands respect. You know, like like I said, I didn't want one of these wimpy offensive coordinators that just like yeah, they can draw it up on the grease board, but no one's gonna like follow them into battle. No one's gonna ever be scared of them. No one's ever gonna run laps because they told them to with any you know bit of respect. Like I think Salah gets all that because he's a big dude. He's energetic. He has a track record. And like I said, not only is he from here, but this will be his first head coaching. So I think he'll be not only ready to go, but nobody will know what to expect from the guy, which I think is nice too. You get one of these other guys, you know, they know their system. They know what they've ran for years. It's kind of tough sometimes to do it that way as well. So I'm glad they brought a lot of people in. I can't wait to see um, who they hired. I got two questions for you. One, do you think it'll happen in the next week? And then also Daryl Bevel, 
I, I put out on Twitter at Derek O'Gree. You guys can follow me. I'm always talking Lions draft, um, putting out some mock drafts, uh, Benny. I'm trying to get ahead of you in my draft prep, but they can follow me on Twitter there. They can get you at Benny Blades 36. Um, I, I put out there. I've liked what Daryl Bevel has done, to be honest. I, I really like the energy he's brought. I think that he's uh, been tough as well. And the players that played for him, he, he seems like a pretty smart guy. He can get the offense humming. My, my question to you is if he interviewed for the job and he does not get it, which nobody really thinks he does, but I'm giving him his props that he did a pretty good job in crazy circumstances. Could we still retain him as a offensive coordinator? And here's why, because if you get Sala and you're able to keep Bevel as the OC and they want to keep Stafford anyway, and you bring in John Schneider, all those guys have Seattle background. They all know how to roll. They all know that system. They all know that culture. Like, that could be nice if that would all set up. But would Daryl Bevel do that? Or we'd say, no, nah, you didn't bring me in as the guy. I'm going to move on do something else. No, I, I think Bevel will, will stay there as the OC as long as they make him the assistant head coach. You know really? what I mean? It has to be some kind of caveat that's going to keep him there. You know, I mean, I've, I've seen that happen in different circumstances where, you know, a guy just wants to be recognized as someone of, of importance. You know, you can just say, well, you're the office of coordinator. No, I, I, I want to be more than the office of coordinator. I want to be in with the head coach and we pretty much talk about things hand in hand. And so, in my opinion, his offense works in the city of Detroit. This is one of the few times, Benny, where I hope you're right and I'm wrong. I mean, normally I'm right and you're, you know, the opposite of right here on the show, but (laughs) I I hope you're right. And I hope I'm wrong because I don't see it that way. I don't see Daryl Bevel being able to swallow his pride, take a step back, have another guy lead, I, for some reason, I just don't think he'd do that as much as I'd want him to do exactly what you said. Not get it. They hire somebody who's still cool with him. He's like, good, I'll just go back to killing it on offense as long as I can keep my quarterback. Um, add a couple more weapons, get that thing rolling, make him the assistant head coach, give him a bump in pay. Everyone's everyone. It's all gravy. Everybody's good. Like That's, that's kind of my dream scenario, but I don't see it happening. You don't? Why? I mean, because I, look, once he got elevated, me, that was it. Once they put HC on him and he got this dream of wanting to be head coach, he isn't going to go back now, I don't think, to just being an OC for the Lions. He might go be an OC somewhere else, hoping that then he'd get a, a, another shot at a head coach. But I just don't see him taking that step back now for whatever reason. Just this is the vibe I get. Well, I'm not going to lie. I, I hope you're wrong. I, I really hope. <laughs> well, you always hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I always do. It rarely happens. Because I don't like, because I don't like GMs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we established that long ago. So, uh, we'll, but we'll no, see what happens with I it. just like to be right. That's all, Derek. I just like yeah. to be right. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, but I, I think you think we'll get an answer in the next week? Next time we're doing a show, are we talking about a, a new head coach for the Lions? No. No? For whatever reason, I... They've, they've, they've covered all the bases, like you said before. They've interviewed just about everybody they needed to to cover the, 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 the rules that the NFL hands down that you have the, so many African-American candidates you have to interview. So they've done all of that. But for whatever reason, I don't know why they're gonna drag this thing out. I don't think by our next show they're gonna they're gonna have one. If they do, I will be very 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 surprised. But what's funny on Twitter is a lot of people. I I put out a couple of days ago. I said, you know, the Lions need to kind of crank up the heat and get a little sense of urgency because now there's a lot more openings. The season's over. Um, you know, you can hire somebody at any time. So if you think you're just going to kind of wait around, hey, Sala, we'll catch you on Thursday. He's already met with other teams. So you're, you're really playing with fire there. So I think that it could happen as soon as this weekend. I, I also think you really don't want to drag it out much more. I mean, I, I would rather hire a GM 
and then let that guy hire the head coach. But if you think you're going to lose your your top candidate, I think you just go get them now and you'll you'll find a GM that has a history with them or works with them or is excited to come on board. You know, but I think something's going to happen either by our next show or in that near future because you really can't you can't wait another week, week and a half. You really can't, in my opinion. You got to got to get this done, get your guy. And then, like I said, I don't know. The only reason that they wouldn't get a GM, in my opinion, is they got one of those big names in their back pocket. But I just think it's weird to hire a head coach and then a GM. Yeah, that's, that's putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. But here's another reason why I, I think it, it it won't happen, because you, you get the agents involved in all of this shenanigans. And... Sala, in my opinion, I think he really knows that he's Detroit's go-to guy. Yep. And so you only get one time to negotiate this thing right. Coming home, he knows there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to win in Detroit. So let me get this contract thing right before I say, yeah, because if I just jump at an opportunity just because I want to be a head coach and it's not the right fit, guess what? I've saw the waters for other teams because you could be a hot shot, you know, assistant coach and everybody wants you. But once that sours as a head coach, the people go, hmm. Well, maybe he's not as good as we thought he was. So he's only going to get one chance to do this thing right. So, you know, I I want him in Detroit, and I'm sure 90% of the fans want him in Detroit. You know, but it's all according to how he's talking to his agent. Those are the people that muddy the water sometimes. Well, I agree with some of that. I guess one thing I want to tell you that I picked up on this week, which is really good to hear, is Kyle Shanahan came out, the 49ers head coach, and he said it would be crazy for people not to hire Salah. He said the thing he likes most about him is that he can connect with his players. He can get them fired up. He also is a great communicator throughout the organization, which is all the kind of knocks you know on Matt Patricia's, no matter how he could draw it up. He just wasn't a very good communicator, could get his players going, couldn't get um, things done right, and uh, probably didn't work well with the Rod Woods and the other people and the Ford family um, to some degree, and that's probably what ended up getting him ousted. So if you get a guy that's pretty much the opposite of that and still could coach defense and still young and still um, fits the mold, I think he's got everything that we're looking for. And your point to the, the agent thing, I mean, the guy's a coordinator. He's come here, he's going to make like – five to ten times what he's been making and have the head coaching position hometown all that like I don't know what else you're really negotiating against because this is money he's never seen this opportunity he's been waiting for I mean the the Lions the reason I think the Lions should jump at it is because you said 90% of the fan base want him so it'd be one of the only times in my lifetime where they went and got a, a head coach that everybody wanted and that really was on the way up like this. Not a guy, the Moochie, not the other people that they brought in where people were on board. This is a guy that is ready to be a head coach. He looks like a head coach. He coaches defense. Our defense is horrible. We could probably hook up with a Bevel or some good offensive guys and get this thing rolling. And gosh, I just think it makes too much sense to to mess around like you're saying and try to play leverage and try to get an extra couple million bucks. I think he's just going to want to take it if they're willing to give it to him and the Lions need to not play around either. You know, if you want this guy, yeah, the fans want him, just get it done. The Lions need, need not to play around. Right. Just give the guy your best offer. Put it on the table. Don't try to penny in him because – you know, I want to start really low and see right. if I can get him in. Look, give the guy your best offer. He's the best candidate that's out there. Yep. In my opinion. I love Eric Bianami. Love, love, love Eric Bianami. All the way back from his Colorado Buffalo days <laughs> as a running back. Yep. Love him. But Mr. Sala just makes more sense for the diehard Detroit Lion fans. So, 
so people are going to be listening to this podcast on Thursday morning, Benny. Robert Sala is getting an interview on Thursday afternoon, probably around lunchtime. I think me and you both, B-L-E-A-V, that the Lions and Sala need to get this done. Let, let's get it done sometime, you know, maybe heading into the weekend, maybe on a Saturday. And we can come back and talk about it next week. How about we just do that? You, you B-L-E-A-V, that might happen? I believe that I will not let him get up out of Detroit. <laughs> well, there you go. We're doing everything on Zoom now, so I'm going to have to Zoom him and then fly him in when, our, when we get back to normal here at some point. Hopefully that happens sooner than later. We've been saying that for months, but... Benny, I got some player names. I mean, I hate to put you on the spot. I know I know you always show the respect to Mr. Okuda, Mr. Okwara, Mr. Stafford, Mr. Swift, whoever we talk about here on the show. But I got some names that I kind of wanted to know based on what you saw this year or what you've heard from me or what you we've talked about. Are these guys staying or are they going? Well, we're trying to rebuild this team. We're trying to be either competitive next year or just got to put a football team on the field. So... You 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 all right with me throwing some names at you and give me some opinions here? Yeah, just watch you go. You're gonna give me all those defensive guys, and I'm gonna say, let them go. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, I, I got an inclination that might be because most of them are. Uh... That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, but but you just tell me to hit the sound bite if you want. We can go that route. But my my, my first name for you is the ten plus million dollar linebacker. Jamie Collins, former Patriot, um, came here to the Lions, made some plays, also drove me nuts all year. Where you at with Jamie Collins? Stay, go, good, bad, where you at? Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no. <laughs> well, why do I even need, I don't even need the soundboard, Benny. We could just have you sing. <laughs> That was that was yeah. so much better than, than the sound drop would have been. I, I'm right with you. Like, goodbye. I think somebody told me his contract's guaranteed for next year. So most people say he'll be here for 2021 at 10 plus $11 million, whatever it is. I mean, we may just have to deal with that, but I'd send him packing too. I didn't like his consistency. I didn't like his effort. I don't really like his attitude when I'm trying to rebuild a team. If I'm the GM, I'm trying to just get new guys in there that hustle, play hard-nosed football, make the, make the consistent plays not always trying to make splash plays so i'm with you there what about mr trufant the corner that we brought in for 10 12 million dollars whatever he makes these days the placement for slay hurt most of the year made some plays early really played kind of bad later what do you think hit the button that's terrible (laughs) yeah i think i think uh, true font, you know, you had some good days back in the day, but your play this year, I mean, simply this. That's terrible. <laughs> it just was not good enough. It, it just, I mean, he didn't cover enough. He wasn't available enough. Just not worth the money. I hate to break it to you, Benny. True font, too, was a guy I heard that's got a guaranteed full contract for next year. You can't get out of it, even if you cut him. So I don't see anybody trading for him or anything. So he's probably going to be on the team. So we're that's over, amazing. We're over two, I think. You're the you're the GM of the show, right? Oh yeah, try to be, trying to live up to it, Benny. Now, <laughs> before the season began, this is why me and GMs never got along. That's why me <laughs> and Chuck used to always get into arguments, you know, about everything. You guarantee boo-boo players contracts but the ones that are really putting out you're going to give them a one-year deal to see if they pan out i agree i agree i mean it's a different day but they still do that like you say it's some of these veterans they just had to pan to get them to come here but it's just bad investments by bob quinn there are some outs you know and some of these other deals and people but Collins and Trufant just happen to be at the top of my list. And those are two guys that I kind of heard, you know, there's pretty much no getting around. And I mean, we can roll them out there, but they ain't going to do much better than they did this year, in my opinion. So I, I agree with you on that. These are bad contracts and it's not fair to the players that you should be paying, like the Romeos and the, um, you know, the the other, you know, the, the Marvin Joneses. That's where that money should be going. No doubt about it. Tracy Walker, yeah. Benny. 
safety Tracy Walker. He really let me down this year. He still has a lot of athletic talent, length, all that stuff you look for. He's a pretty good interview. You probably never heard a Tracy Walker interview, but every time they would ask him stuff, they'd be like, hey, Tracy, what uh, what went wrong with the defense this year? This is how his answer would go. Well, I, I don't think I should honestly answer that question, really. <laughs> But I'm just I'm just going to say this. Um, I'm going to try to come back, work harder next year. And that's all I want to say about that. That's pretty much his answer every time. So he wasn't too happy this year, how he was used, the coaching staff, all that. Well, sometimes. That's why I really, really, really loved the teammates that I played with. Because they all knew I was just I'm going to speak my mind. And sometimes I, I think guys like a Tracy Walker who has the interests of the other players in, in the locker room, I think they'll respect him more if he just told them point blank, <laughs> dude, your play suck. You know, you got to up your game. And when others around him up their game, I, I still like him as a player. But he has to get more involved. I don't know if that, that was him, that was the coaching staff, whatever it was. He has to be more of a leader than than he showed throughout the season. Yeah. That's so good that's why that's good I, I'll, I'll keep him around for another year. I don't know how, how much he's guaranteed, but <laughs> yeah. I'll keep him around for one more year. Yeah, Tracy's got one year left on a rookie deal, so I don't think he's making a million, two million bucks at the at the max. It's a it's a good deal, and and you hit it on the head. They they for some reason like made him a backup, and then only used him like thirty percent of the time, and then later in the year he started playing more, and he started seeing more tackles, more plays. I mean, he's a guy that he needs snaps, he needs reps, he needs confidence. Um, you need to let him do what he does. You know, he even said in an interview, like he feels most comfortable at free. They were trying to make him a box strong safety. And I, I don't know. My biggest thing with Tracy Walker is like he didn't get his hands on any footballs this year. He's only made one interception that I can remember. I thought when he had these big long arms and this athleticism, he used to play corner that he was going to make a lot of plays on the ball. So Tracy said in his interviews, he knows he's got to get a lot better and be a lot better, but he definitely gave off the impression that he wasn't used right as well as let the guy play. You know, what what else are we doing? We don't got a bunch of other, you know, all pros like Benny Blades back there. So let him let him get out there and play. Romeo Okwara, Benny, 10 plus sacks, was always getting after the quarterback. He's a free agent. He's going to want some crazy bank as an edge rusher. I don't know if he's going to give us any any discounts, but. It would be nice to get him back on the team. I just don't know how or if it's going to happen. What do you think? Well, that's the thing. He's not going to give us any discount because he's looking around the league. He's still a, a young man in this game. And so, you know, I, I, I think he's played his last game in the Honolulu Blue and Silver because the demand for an edge rusher. I mean, they pay these guys crazy amounts of money. And I, I just don't think Detroit's going to try to match what somebody's going to offer him. I, I beg to differ with you on a little bit because his brother plays here. Um, you know, he's only 23 years old, maybe 24. He's a pretty young guy for being in the league three, four years. Um, I really think they could, they could try to move some money around, get rid of some players, save some cap space, and maybe try to bring him back because him, Flowers, I don't know if Everson Griffin will be back. I don't think so. But, I mean, we could add a guy named, I don't know, Gregory so from Gregory Rousseau from the U. Oh, you beat me to it, Benny. But, uh, I mean, we could add him if we lose a guy like Romeo. But I, I'm hoping they keep him around. I just don't know how I'm going to get it done salary cap-wise right now. But I'm hoping so. Next name well, I got, Benny. Oh, go ahead. But before we move on to that, yep. now, you, you mentioned Everson Griffin. You don't think he's going to come back? I don't know. I, I, at first, I kind of thought so. Now, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, he had some comments and stuff where it just felt like he enjoyed his time. He played as hard as he could. He made some plays. Definitely, he definitely got after the QB. But 
I just feel like he's going to try to try to go either somewhere else or whoever pays him the most, and, and we just don't have enough cap space. Benny, the Lions have like $10 million in cap space right now. There's teams like Jacksonville that have like 70. <laughs> I think the Indianapolis Colts have $80 million sitting around doing nothing. Like, I don't even know how that's possible. But, like, I mean, whatever the Lions could give Everson Griffin, somebody else will just up it two more million bucks a year. He'll go there. You know, that's what I think will happen. Well, see, that's the problem. We would give him way <laughs> guaranteed deals to the first two you mentioned. Well, there's I not know, enough but... <laughs> salary cap space. I know. We got a we got $30 million quarterback, too, that uh, takes up a big chunk and, and is good, but needs to be great. So, I mean, there, there's lots of factors, but I, I yeah, I do think Everson Griffin will be gone. Benny, this next one should take too much time. We'll have to go a little rapid fire on these so we can get up out of here for the show this week. I know you you got South Florida to run. You got kids to, to coach up both in football <laughs> and in life. I mean, we got things to do. Um, Jelani Tavai. I mean, I mean, come on. I got, I got my finger on the button. Don't know him. So you got to tell me a little bit more about him. Benny, we know him. Jelani Tavai, number 51. I mean, he's simply this. That's terrible. <laughs> he's horrible. Like I said, he's the hey, worst. Like I said, don't know him. <laughs> if your name has not been called at least 100 times throughout a 16-game season, I don't know you. Benny, I got another soundbite for him that we play on my other show, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. And it's it's from the one and only Pac-Man Jones. I'm sure you remember him back in the day. Yes. J- Jelani Tavai, I mean, for Bob Quinn, Jelani Tavai was simply this. It's a bad decision, period, point blank. It was a, the, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. <laughs> one of the dumbest decisions I ever made or he ever made in the high second round taking this guy. He can't run. He can't tackle. He can't get after the quarterback. He can't create turnovers. He usually can't even play. Uh, he's on roller skates. I mean, I could go on and on. Like, what a swing and miss in the second round. I mean, probably a good guy, but he's got to go. He can't play the game. I mean, he even got starter snaps. And he made like one or two plays. And I'm like you. Everybody's like, it was so down on him. So when you'd see him make a tackle, you're like, 51 made a tackle. <laughs> like, you're you're like blown it. away instead of like, oh, there, there's 36 again making plays. And we're like, 51 actually made a play. Like, I mean, he's got to go. I mean, there's nothing more that needs to be said, really. He's horrible. <laughs> Grifka called him, which you, you got to meet my buddy Grifka last week. I think you invited him back, which I vetoed right away. But uh, Grifka called Johnny Tavai before he ever played a snap. Of course, he didn't know who he was in the draft. Nobody did, really. It took him like a week, and he's like, you know what I think he is? He's a poor man's Chris Spielman. I'm like, Grifka, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and he held on to that for like a year or so and then now we both know just how horrible he is i can't totally say it because i i had some hopes for him early too but it didn't take me long early into last year this year to say this guy can't play the game so johnny tobai you're gone you know see you at the bowling alley where we'll be shining up balls or whatever you'll be doing for the rest of your life um jaron Harmon, uh benny got any thoughts on him uh safety kind of your position back there the way he played this year He's a veteran. He, 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 didn't make, he didn't make enough plays for me. So, once again, hit the road, Jack. <laughs> See you oh, later. Hit, hit the chorus. I thought you were going to go with the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, yeah. He, he gone. Uh, we can send him along, too. He didn't live yep. up to it. Didn't didn't make enough plays, no doubt about it. This, this is an enigma. I only got a couple more, and I saved the best for last. But this is one that really intrigues me. Carry on, Johnson. A guy that I liked when they drafted him. He played really well. I was on board. Man, this is our running back. This guy can, he's got juice. He can make plays. He's shifty. Now I'm so down on this guy, Benny. I feel like he does not love the game of football. They only bring him in like five snaps a game to for pass protection. I mean, I'm done with Carrion. I think he's only like 23 or 24 years old too, but I mean, he can hit the road as well, in my opinion. What do you think? Well, I, I think he you can get trade value for him. He, he's not a guy that he doesn't have a lot of mileage on him. So if if you are going to bring him back or you're going to try to trade him first, because let's put it this way, an ageless Adrian 
Peterson <laughs> may not. He's already let him know that he he wants he wa- he does not want to rebuild. He's looking for a team to try to win a championship. So, Mr. Swift, I know he can carry the load, but he can't carry it by himself. So you're gonna need a guy like Carry On Johnson, but you need an inspired Carry On Johnson. Not, not somebody who's going, ah, I'm just going to go through the motions because I'm just going to stay healthy to get this check. You know what I'm saying? So right. if you can't trade him up out of there, because either way, they're going to bring him back because he's, he's, what, 23, 24 years old? He's coming back. Yeah. Benny, for all the grief I give you in the phone we have going back and forth, like you always say stuff that I, I do agree with and like on the show, and I think you nailed it. I mean... Um, they could trade him, maybe get something, you know, if he does come back based on his age, he needs to find that, <clears throat> that heart. He needs to maybe get the football more. I don't know what it is, but I hate to say I'm giving up on him, but I just don't see how he's going to come back and be like a one, two punch with Swift based on what I've seen this year. You know, I went from like, I'm sold on this guy to, I, I want to sell this guy for anything I can get in the, in the market. So when you say trade him. We took him in the high second round, probably like the eighth, ninth pick in the second round, somewhere in that range. I mean, he's maybe going to get you like a sixth now if you traded him. You know, that'd probably be the best. I mean, maybe a late fifth rounder. That's probably all you can get if you're lucky for carry on. So you're losing a lot of value there. But I just don't see it on the field with his big knee brace and whatnot. So we only got two names left, Benny, and you already hit on one. And I, I got to congratulate you, too. You, you did a pretty good job at saying it. Adrian Pierce. I mean, to to me, like you hit on it. He didn't want to be here for a rebuild. I'm thinking the Lions are going to go for that half and half where they're going to keep Stafford. They're going to try to win. They're going to add some fancy weapons on offense. They're going to piece together the defense. I'm actually a proponent of Adrian Pierce coming back. I, I feel like he showed me enough. He's a great guy in the locker room. He seems to like it here why not keep him around, especially if nobody else uh, is clamoring for his services? Hey, come back to the Lions, be that guy one more year, and uh, make a couple million bucks and maybe score some touchdowns like you did this year and, and make a play every now and again. I, I'd be I'd be a proponent of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just love what he's doing with the young guy, Mr. Swift. Yeah. It, it, it takes an ageless veteran to show, a, especially a young rookie, you know, the professionalism of the game. And so Adrian has had his fair share of ups and downs throughout the league. And so I, I, I just think if he doesn't want to do a rebuild year, you know, you, you let him shop his services. And if you can get him back, you bring him back. Yeah, that's one of the few vets that I kind of I kind of with you on that. That I do think he had some value. He showed me enough pop here and there. Yeah, he didn't play great all the games. He had a big stretch there where he was he was not good, and we had to say his name like this, Adrian Peterson. But now, <laughs> I mean, last game it was Peterson again. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it, it goes in flux. All right, last name I got for you, Benny. I mean, you, you hinted on this before. You talk about this guy at nauseum every week. You got to talk about number nine, the quarterback. Building blocks, keeping people around. Where are you at with Matt Stafford right now? Based on how he played, contract, age, where he's at. Bringing him back, keeping him around, need to move on. I'm not changing my mind. I, I say we bring him back. You and Grifko is ready to put him on the trash pile. You know, <laughs> trade him. You know, we got to move on from this guy. I still say you bring him back, but you also draft the quarterback from BYU. Yeah. That doesn't mean they both of them can't, you know, co-mingle and cohabitate in the same place. Yeah. I, I, I think, think I think it'll light a fire <laughs> up under Matthew to play better. I, I think you're putting some words in my mouth, Benny, kind of like I probably do to you a lot here on the show, but I don't remember say I put him in the trash pile. I did said I was, I'm kind of ready to move on. <laughs> I said that if you're bringing in new everything, you might want to get a new quarterback instead of rolling with, you know, Stafford. Stafford! <laughs> um, but. I mean, yeah, I'm a proponent still that quarterback trumps everything. I'm also kind of conceding the fact 
that it sounds like they want to bring him back. It seems to make a, a, the most sense, I guess. Um, you know, you could still get a young cat, like you're saying, and figure it out later. Um, there's a big clause in the contract after June 1 that they could move on from Stafford at a lot less cost. So maybe you get that rookie, you see how things go for a couple months, and if the rookie's rolling, maybe you can move him at that point. I don't know. I just feel like a new start would be great, but I also – not the trash pile. The guy's a good player. He's a good quarterback. He's a good face the franchise type guy. I've just seen it for 12 years and I feel like I'm ready to rip the bandaid off and go in a new direction, but I don't know if that the lions are there. So Benny, man, we worked through all those names. Uh, you, you made me laugh throughout the show. That's for sure. Like you do every week. I thought we hit on a lot of good stuff and talked about a lot of good content. Um, you got anything else for the people here at the end of the show? I mean, usually stir them up, usually get them fired up, tell them they got to believe, usually give us a prediction. The Lions are going to go undefeated. I mean, there's no more games left, but we got a big, big offseason coming. What do you got for everybody to end the show here? Every year, every day, I believe in the Detroit Lions because one day they're going to make my dream come true. Somebody sent me a post. They said, 29 years ago today, the Detroit Lions beat the Dallas Cowboys for a lone playoff win. I'm not trying to hear that. I need for the Detroit Lions of 2021 not only to come back, because we're going to have a great draft, because Benny Blaze is going to do the draft. I'm drafting for the Lions. Okay. All right. Man, I, I'm I'm fired up, Benny. Like you said, I saw that same post 29 years ago before I ever even cared one bit about the Detroit Lions. Uh, you were getting things done. You got that one playoff W. I know the radio was saying, in the next 29 years, you think we'll get a playoff win? <laughs> they damn sure better get one, two, three, not four, not five, not six. I mean, let's go to the LeBron gimmick. I don't have the sound bite, but I mean, let's get that right. done for the Lions. So you, you got me fired up. I think you got the people fired up. And, and like I said, we BLEAV in the Lions regardless. So tough season. Been a great show. Everybody loves Believe in Lions podcast. Me and you having a bunch of fun chopping it up, giving each other a hard time here. It's been a good season there, just not on the field. So let's go ahead and get this offseason right, get this GM, this head coach. I'll, I'll school you up on the draft, and we'll be rolling. Like, there we go. I don't know about schooling me up on the draft, Derek, because I'm going to get a whole lot better at this thing, baby. And you're going to be like, oh, my gosh. Not only is he a player, but now he's in the boardroom, and he's outdueling me. I cannot wait to see the players view on some of these draft prospects when we get to talking about them. And yeah, we got to close up this show, Benny, but uh, tremendous, uh, great stuff from you this week as always. And everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, check us next week right here on believe B L E A V and lions right here on the bleed podcasting network. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. We're out. Peace. I believe, I believe, I believe. If I can get respect from these guys, I'm a darn well get respect, and I'm a demand the respect from anyone else. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.